Hello, you are listening to a podcast by Maya Blake. This is... Hello? Hello, is anyone out there? Can you hear me? Hello? I don't know if you're out there, but just know that I'm listening. I'm waiting for you to respond. Can anyone read me? Over? Again, is anyone out there? Over? How many days has it been? Five days, ma'am. The fire shut down transmissions between Quadrant 5 and everyone else. It should be back online by now. The council is working as hard as possible. They asked for residents' patience in this time. Yeah, yeah, and auto responses. Can you believe they really did this? <sighs> I haven't heard from anyone in a minute, and I, I know I'm the last one in this quadrant, but I, I just thought that, you know, there might just be someone else out there. Someone else who can hear me. I know that it's that it's hard to sit by yourself in a box by yourself knowing that you're safer here than you are out there where everyone else is living. I miss it. I miss the neighborhood. I miss the sounds. I miss what it was like to be on the other side of the wall. I, God, I miss it. You don't remember that, do you? Right. I turned you off. Egos is starting to be my only friend. She responds back with those auto-responses programs so that her owner doesn't go insane. It's not helping. My pace in this box when I'm not listening out for transmissions, counting rations, waiting for the council to tell me that I need to pack myself up and go. The council. They don't, I don't know who they think they're fooling. Everyone can see that time is ticking and running out and they constantly put on laws and curfews like it'll stop us from trying to find someone to spend this last moment with, but there I go again talking to myself. Hello? Is anyone out there? Over? This is Iris 506 from Quadrant 4. Hello? Hello? Quadrant 5 has been quiet. I worry about them. The water was getting really high over there. I had had cousins who used to live over there on that block. They used to play with their friends and play with me and we would sit outside of the sunset back when you could sit outside I miss the sun Egos back on yes ma'am how may I help you today what's the weather like out there well it is currently 122 degrees which is equal to 50 degrees celsius Egos What's the highest temperature a human can survive at? Well, it is 112 degrees or 44 degrees Celsius. Wow. 
Welp. <laughs> I know I'm safe here. That's what mom used to say, you know, back when it first began. She would say, don't complain. At least we're safe here. But that was back when everyone else was here. And now everyone's not. Everyone's not. Hello, is anyone out there? Can you hear me? This is Iris of Quadrant 504. I am trying to see if I am the last one left in this quadrant. Hello, can anyone hear me? If you can hear me, please respond. You don't have to do this alone. You don't have to do this alone. believe this list out the council put out it's like they hit a new low (laughs) everyone knows that humanity has a countdown but this is low even for them who are you gonna remember once we're gone who is gonna leave their mark on the earth once humanity no longer breathes like who do they think they are (laughs) they have everyone you would think they'd have mlk hitler (laughs) churchill Bezos, killing half the world is what gets you to remember it, huh? Yeah, but for one dollar, I bet they can't even name a woman. You know, there are so many people who aren't going to be remembered. So many people whose stories are never going to get told once we die out and the next people come. And that sucks. There has to be some way to get them to be remembered, right? Has to be some way for them to leave their mark on humanity. 
Like, like you know, when we used to carve the trees and it would say, like, a heart and M plus J, you know? Like, two people immortalized in this tree forever for future generations to see. I don't know. I feel like that's really selfish now to want to be remembered, to survive when everyone else is dying. I want to be remembered. Wait. Wait, that gives me an idea. Egos, do we still have that recorder? <laughs> found it. Found it. Found it. Found it. Egos, auto response is back on. Hello, ma'am. How may I help you? Anyway. I have this recorder, and I think that I'm going to record the stories of my neighborhood. I think I'm going to let them know that they're not forgotten, not gone forever. And maybe, yeah, yeah, I'll die, and they'll die, and there will be no one left. But maybe one day somebody will pick it up. And they'll be able to understand. They'll be able to see the stories of my people. Of all of us. You know, like, maybe there will be, like, archaeologists. And they'll dig in and they'll find the tunnels for the old subways. For the tubes. And they'll say, huh, they put trains underground. The ground shakes. Why would they do that? Maybe they'll... Just look through and see us, not for the monsters that eradicated so many species and ended up eradicating ourselves, but as people who cried, who died, who lived, as people do live. Maybe they'll realize that we weren't so bad, weren't so sad, weren't so devastatingly sad. Maybe they'll realize that we are worth getting to know worth saving I know it's too late for a savior for us we've tried that but maybe maybe there will be a savior anyway I found this recorder it's one of those old old recorders where you like click the button and it starts to roll like a tape I don't think I have that much tape let me let me see let me see what we have here. Okay, I think that'll do. There was an old woman who lived on my block. Her name was Alicia Cardona. She was from Cuba. And she loved to dance. She used to get all the kids outside and when their parents were yelling at them and she would dance with us in the sunshine, playing old Latin music. We would dance for hours, sing for hours. I, I miss it. I miss hearing the Latin music play in the neighborhood. Miss Cardona was about 80 when it all happened. And I don't remember what happened to her. But I know how she began. She immigrated over here from Cuba on a boat with her mother. Her mother used to work in the old rich people's mansions. And she would be there beside her, listening to the radio as it played Latin hits. 
singing and helping her mother where she could. And she got older. Every Thursday, her and her mother would go to the Chinese place and they would order two bowls of white rice, two chicken, sesame chickens, and they would eat it. They would eat their fortune cookies first. Maybe a way, like a sign to see like how their food would be doing. If they got a good fortune, the food's gonna be great. If they got a bad fortune, their whole week would be ruined. Her mother was very kind. And she took the second to say hello to everyone she met. She gave every homeless person she saw her extra change. She always took her time crossing the street in case somebody needed a hand to behold. And Cardona saw it all. She was kind too. As people moved into their neighborhoods and began building families, Cardona was right beside them, acting as a grandmother to people who had never had grandmothers. Or people who did have grandmothers, but it didn't hurt to have another person next to you holding your hand when you were sad. Another person next to you smiling at you when you were feeling bad. Miss Cardona was so kind and nice. It was honestly quite amazing to see the way that she would smile at the kids the way she would dance with us in the streets where she would buy us ice cream from the piaga man as he walked down the street she was kind who remembers little old miss cardona when the world ends Who remembers her story when she is no longer there to tell it? Who remembers the rockiness of the boat, of the darkness of night, the way that she cried when she had to take everything she owned and left? I don't know. I guess I do. Miss Cardona was sweet and kind and she had photos of every baby born on the block none of us were her grandchildren but she had our baby photos and she would show them to anyone who asked and said hey look at my baby this is my baby it was amazing she bought a lottery ticket with those fortune cookie numbers every Thursday and Every Thursday, she bought lottery tickets. So she would buy the fortune cookie, crack it open, and go buy a lottery ticket. And there were days when she didn't even get the food. She just went in there and bought food to give to whoever was waiting outside. And she would take those fortune cookie numbers and go buy that that lottery ticket every week. And everyone always asked her why. Why buy lottery tickets every week if you know you're never going to win? There's no chance of winning. And she would say, sometimes you have to have a little faith. You have to believe that maybe this will be the day where you get lucky. You have to believe that this is the time when you will be the one. I don't know what she meant by that. I think it's really crazy that she would believe in something so so small, something so impossible. 
she would always say, have faith. Have faith. How do you have faith in a world burning to death? How do you have faith when there's a God who won't answer your prayers? How do you have faith when you can't even hear your own brother's voice anymore? How do you know that everything will be okay? How do you know that you can have some resemblance of faith when the world takes it and spits it up and chews it up and spits it out? Ma'am, your heart rate is rising at a very fast pace. Do you want me to play some calming music? Be quiet, egos. I don't need to be calmed down right now. Anyway, so Miss Cardona would walk the block asking everybody how they were. And then she had become an old woman. She'd worked the same houses her mother worked, worked for the same families her mother worked for. Everyone was still the same. The same families moved into the neighborhood. The same families moved out. And then it started to change. Suddenly the rich folk were moving into our neighborhoods and the people that Miss Cardona had watched grown up the people that Miss Cardona had watched leave, the people that she watched come back, well, they weren't coming back anymore. Suddenly, these people were getting older, and these people were leaving, and some of these people were being priced out of their houses and not being able to pay rent anymore. Suddenly, these people that she had loved and raised and saved, the neighborhood she had created was starting to break down right in front of her. And, well, then the fire happened, and there was no more neighborhood. There was always a Miss Cardona, but the neighborhood that she had built, well, it was gone. The fire. A lot of people don't like to talk about it because the way they see it, the fire was just a way, a precursor to everything that's happening now. But the fire happened, and because of... Landlords aren't, weren't following laws. So many people died. So many people died because of greed and selfishness. And Miss Cardona couldn't take it. So one Thursday she went and she got her fortune cookie. She broke it open and took those numbers to the lottery. And she said, hey, give me my card, give me my ticket. And she got her ticket. And the next morning, Miss Cardona was dead. Miss Cardona died the night after the fire. And Everyone wanted to know what could we have done to have saved her. You know, the old lady that is the literal heart of your neighborhood, when she goes, what's left? It doesn't matter if new people are moving in. If there's no culture, it's not a neighborhood. It's a place where houses are. And with Miss Cardona gone, it was like the heart of the neighborhood died. And suddenly people weren't fighting anymore. They didn't try to come back and rebuild. They left. And they didn't come back. And I think it's really interesting 
to note that if someone leaves and doesn't return what's left of them, if someone doesn't come back, if they take everything, if they erase their existence from a spot, who who remembers that they stood there once? Who remembers that these walls were once painted pink? Who remembers that there are people who were happy? People who were sad? People who were heartbroken? Who remembers for all of us? Who remembers? If I can't remember, then who does? I think mom would tell me that's where your story ends. Miss <laughs> Cardona lived. Miss Cardona walked around. Miss Cardona beat, put the beating heart into a neighborhood, and then Miss Cardona died. But while she was alive, Miss Cardona smiled, and it was like the sun rose. Miss Cardona would help you with your homework. She would come to your graduation. She would pat you on your back and help you up after you fell. She would kiss your bruises. She would hug you when no one else came to your father's funeral. She was the one who acted as a glue for a neighborhood that was already so very fractured by so many differences, by so many people who were there to live and survive and not there because they wanted to be, but they were there because they had to be. Survival and living are two different things and so many people now so many people now are just surviving Miss Cardona lived she had a beating heart of a neighborhood and she helped everyone who needed it and I think those are the people who should be on who should be remembered those are the people who we need to hold on to because it is those people who would remember us. Yeah, she died, but even now, Miss Cardona's legacy lives on. Every time someone from our neighborhood was kind to another, every time someone from our neighborhood threw a big block party, every time someone from the neighborhood needed help, needed some tea, needed some sugar, that was Miss Cardona living on in us. And it's not fair that some people get remembered and others don't. It's not fair that some people will be left out of the legacy because they didn't leave behind anything physical. They didn't sketch their names into stone. They didn't build statues. They kissed the foreheads of crying babies. They patted dogs. They asked you how your day was. Those people are so important to neighborhoods, to what makes up a neighborhood, to what makes the culture live on. Even after all their people have died, it's not just the language. It's never just the language. It's about the heart. And where in that heart do we beat? Where in that heartbeat do we leave? And where in that heartbeat are we still there? Egos, back online. Hello, ma'am. How may I help you? Hello? Is anyone listening? Is anyone out there? This is Iris 506. 
I'm trying to see if there's anyone who needs help. If you do, if you can hear my voice, if you can hear my voice, please say something back. And if you can't find a mic, then find a way to send a sign, a light. Let me know you're out there. Let me know I'm not alone. I'm so tired of being alone. You're not alone. You have me. I don't want you to play any calming music. I'm fine. My data shows that when humans say they're fine, that they're not very fine at all. Well, I am fine, so thank you very much, but I don't need your help.
I was thinking about my brother today. I haven't heard from him in months, which is fair. Contact must be hard out there, even combined with the rolling blackouts and the time going out. Sometimes I think time is the construct that we made up so that we would feel better about ourselves. Because sometimes I look at the clock and I think, huh, that's what it says. That's what it is outside. That's what everyone else is living by. But then I remember that there are places where that's not what's true at all. If power goes out and all the clocks are powered by electricity, what tells us when to do things? Time is this construct we built in order to put rules on our existence. And now that our existence is crumbling at our feet, well, what does that mean? What does that mean for us? Who does that become? Who becomes of time when time is gone? Sometimes I think maybe if we all just had a little more time, if the world just had a little more time, we'd be better off. But we're too, it's too late for a savior. It's too late. So if you're listening, just know you're not alone. I'm still here waiting for a savior, waiting for someone to decide that this is worth it, waiting for someone to fix all of this. Waiting. And the council does nothing. And the people who are still out there, well, they haven't responded yet. If you're listening, please, please get back in contact. Please answer me. I'm so lonely. I'm so lonely. You're not alone. You have me. You are listening to a podcast by Maya Bleak. It's called Iris 506 with Smoke Radio. Thank you so much for listening to our pilot episode. That was our first little 30-minute segment of Iris and Egos, and they're in this box. And I think it really will speak about who we remember after we're gone, and I hope that you will tune in for more episodes. Thank you so much. And again, this is Maya Blake with Smoke Radio, Iris 506.